Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, party people. Welcome to Single Woman Chronicles podcast, where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. Yes, I am Ashley. Guys, this is Brittany L. Smith. My beautiful co-host, um, I am the editor creator of singlewomanchronicles.com. Um, introduce yourself. Hey everybody. <laughs> I am Ashley's best friend, number one. And I am also an actor, so watch my stuff. Tell them where to watch your stuff. <laughs> Let's jump in it. I'm in uh, Sweet Magnolias on Netflix. Season one pew, is pew, pew, pew. <laughs> out now. Season two is right around the corner. And for those of you who watch the show, no, I can't tell you who's in the car. If you want to know what I mean, watch season watch one. Watch the show. It's on Netflix. Yes. So, period, poo. All right. So um, let's let's get back into it. So... For those who have been following me for a while, I have done a few podcasts. And most my podcasts, my co-hosts were men because I felt that I needed a male's point of view to balance me out so women can get both sides. And so then when I was making my business plan, revisiting my business plan, and I decided to draw up my mission statement, Mm I realized that, sis, your mission ain't to help women end up in a relationship. That's wonderful, fine, great, dandy, but my mission is to help women heal and be their best selves. Because the issue is society makes women feel like if you're not in a relationship, then your life is ruined. So you're either in a relationship or you're in a holding pattern <laughs> where you're waiting to be in another relationship. Or if society tells that you're in a relationship or your life sucks and has no meaning. Exactly. And so I want women to understand that that is not true. That's why my slogan is being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. Because you can choose to be alone rather than to deal with crap, drama, trauma, toxicity in a relationship Mm. because unfortunately we have romanticized toxicity so everyone feels like you're either in a like being in a relationship makes is the answer to your unhappiness Mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. is not true it's a lot of unhappy people married (laughs) dating having children with y'all and y'all just miserable. And so I want you to understand that single is the, and it is an option. Like you do know you don't have to go through that. Right. Like you, you don't, you mm-hmm. don't have to go through that. So I'm, I'm just real quick. Um, the people who are watching me on this video over here, I have two cameras up. So I'm gonna holler at my folks who are on TikTok live with me. Hi. Hey y'all. So I'm on TikTok live, but I'm also recording um here I, so am i on tiktok live this is my first time on tiktok yes yeah. yes girl i don't, I don't really know how to work TikTok. it but <laughs> i'm out here i'm out here so yeah so i i'm hollering at them but i'm looking at two cameras so i'm not ignoring you guys i'm sorry i just have this camera over here because this is my first episode of my podcast so yeah that's what y'all are watching so thank you for joining All right. Hopefully you listen in. So (laughs) I said all that to lead into um, today's topic. Today, we want to talk about a very important topic of being single. And we're going to talk about self-love. All right. You feels me. So self-love, contrary to popular belief, is ugly. It's a very ugly, disgusting ghetto journey. All right. All right. You feel me? You with me. And I'm going to explain. Before I explain, we have to jump into our sponsors, you know, mm-hmm. because we sponsored out here. Okay. Be with me while I try to read this paper. Okay. Go reading. You can do it. I, I know how to read. <laughs> All right. Dating in Atlanta is ghetto, but Ariana has not given up. She has been desperately chasing love and tripping over her feet every step of the way. 
after her ex ghosted her and popped up on Instagram in a whole new relationship, a few weeks later, Ariana feels like she may be doomed to be single forever. She finally meets a man who she thinks will catch her, but will she fall into his arms or get caught in his lies? Mm. Find out in the jaw-dropping fiction series, Single Woman Chronicles in Atlanta Love Story, kinda. Part one is available on Google Play Books, y'all, for free. You heard me. Yes, I said free. Go to Google Play Books right now and type it in, and it's gonna be free. And the cover gonna look like this. It gonna look like this. It gonna look like this. this. Okay. That's part one. That is part one. And part one is also available available on Audibles. Yes, I said Audibles. If you don't really like reading like that, go ahead and (laughs) cop that thing on Audibles for sure. And both books are available on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Nobles. Get into it. Get Get into into it. it. All right? We got to get into it. Please Okay. So, when I talk about things, I like to define them so we can get a groundwork. Mm -hmm. So the definition of self-love that I found on Google, as well as what, what is it, Merriam-Webster? <laughs> yes. Yes. Self-love is regard for one's well-being and happiness. hmm It's also an appreciation for one's own worth and virtue. Mm-hmm. And it's pride in oneself. Oh, that's a lot. So self-love is basically when you're focused on your happiness and you're focused on your well-being. Well, yeah, let's take a let's let's look at because no, what you said before was it happiness? Yes, well being and happiness. Yeah, that part, well being, because I feel like well being. There's just so much in there that people just don't focus on, like well being, because people think being well just because I'm in a relationship or I'm not a hater or da 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 this that and the third that I'm great, I'm wonderful. No, (laughs) but. So let, let me take it, let me take it um, here. So I feel like a lot of people think self-love mm-hmm. is looking pretty, going to do everything you like to do. Like if you like to get your nails done, mm-hmm. go get a massage, you know, buy yourself that car, buy mm-hmm. yourself that house. Um, That's fine and nice. Those are all important those things to do. Those are all you need great to do things. Those things. Do things that make you happy. But Take that care of yourself. Don't necessarily mean you love yourself. That does not mean you love yourself. It it, it don't. It it, it, it does doesn't. not. Um, because here's the thing. I feel like people get happiness and gratification mixed up. Happiness yeah. is an emotion. It's internal. Um, it's something you feel when you, you, you know, I'm thinking more joy, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's just like you, you feeling yourself. Mm-hmm. Gratification is something you get when you fulfill a desire. But mm-hmm. the issue is not every desire is a healthy desire. Mm-hmm. You can desire to get high on crack cocaine. That does not mean that crack cocaine is a healthy desire, but you can be gratified mm-hmm. by that. That does not mean that you are happy. That's true. But also, <laughs> like, and I, and I want to be clear when people talk about happiness, because happiness is a feeling. Yes. Feelings do lie sometimes. That be They do. And <laughs> happiness sometimes don't last always. Because um, you can get to the point where you do have self-love. You do yes. care about yourself. You do know yourself and very healthy and very well and still have a bad day and yes. still feel like I look like a, yes. unattractive. I don't feel my best. I don't mm-hmm. feel like going to the gym. I've eaten all this food, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, but still have self love for yourself. So I, so we want to make sure that even though we say happy, we mean like fullness and wholeness and wellness and contentment in yourself, regardless of circumstances mm-hmm. versus I'm just going to go out, do whatever I want to do to cover up the pain of something else. Cause that's a lot of things that we do. And especially as women, I'm saying that because I've been there and have done it many a time myself, lie to <laughs> ourselves and be like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm just going to go do this, 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 and this. So I don't have to work on or pay attention to uh, pay attention to that, 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 and that. Yes. You better preach. That's why I got on here. She, <laughs> she, she loves herself. We love ourselves. I do. I but do. the journey was long and we're so going to get long. into it. So but long. piggybacking on what she said, you know, I have my master's in positive psychology, which is basically the study of positive emotions. Instead of studying why something is going wrong, positive psychology studies what is working correctly and who's getting it right. Mm-hmm. So I did a class called the study of happiness. 
And it talked about how people who are joyful and happy, they don't always have happy moments because Mm -hmm. you can't always be happy and produce a happy life because you're going to need anger. For example, if someone passes away, you're not going to be in a funeral laughing. Sometimes they do because that's how people process things. Right. But we're saying like... It's not going to be beneficial because really... Yeah. So, or if you do bad on a project that you really cared about, you're passionate about, you're going to be upset and sad because you're going to use that sadness to go and do better. So Mm -hmm. you need negative emotions Mm -hmm. in order to make life great as well. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand. That's why we're getting into this whole self-love is ugly (laughs) because in order... To love yourself. Again, you got to care about your well-being. And caring about your well-being means you're going to have to tell yourself no a lot. And you're going to have to be disciplined a lot. You are. A whole lot, a whole lot. The last thing I'm going to say before we jump into our personal journeys is Will Smith has this thing where I love how he expresses his, the way he loves himself because he says, I love myself too much too. Mm -hmm. So he'll say something like, I I really want to eat that whole chocolate cake, (laughs) but I love myself too much to let go of my long-term goals for Mm -hmm. this short-term instant gratification Mm -hmm. of eating this cake because I know it's going to eliminate all the hard work I just did in the gym for the past few weeks. Mm -hmm. Or I love myself too much to go back into this relationship with this guy who I know doesn't value me, but I know he makes me feel comfortable. He answers when I call, but he's never going to give me what I truly, truly need But it's uncomfortable to just be by myself or to choose a better guy. So I love myself too much to go back there. Right. And that's what I'm saying. What she's talking about, like telling yourself no and being disciplined is not telling yourself no so that you don't have any fun. You don't have any people in your Mm -hmm. life. You don't have any experiences. Mm -hmm. It's telling yourself no so that I can have something greater. Am I going to go back to this ex who I know doesn't like me? Sometimes people be in relationships with folks that don't like them. Don't like that's them. real. I don't know how you, I don't, I'm saying I've been there too. I know that's how I'm talking on it. But <laughs> you're telling Why yourself. Why are they together? You don't even like them. Listen, okay. You don't even like her. It's, it's <laughs> telling yourself, no, I'm not going to entertain something that's less than the bar that I set for myself. No, I'm not going to entertain something that belittles me or, or degrades me or is not on the level that I feel like I deserve respect and love and gratitude and appreciation. Oh, no, I'm not going to do this. And I'm going to have the discipline to wait out until I get that fulfillment for from that person that is is going to be a compliment yes, to my absolutely. life, my journey, well-being. Everything. And yeah, so I want to jump into our personal journeys of self-love. So Brittany, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about your personal journey to, to self-love. You have to be more specific. That's a lot. <laughs> we don't have that kind of time for one I question. Mean... <laughs> it all started back in... Uh... Started in a nineteen eighty. Right. Um, <laughs> well, I'll start first so you can kind of see where yeah. we're gonna go with. Okay. And I'm gonna comment because I know stuff. My journey was self love. Um. So growing up, I was bullied when I was in elementary school. I was bullied a little in middle school as well. Um. I was very awkward, nerdy. Um. Because I was. I always been smart, but I hid my smart um once I got to like high school cuz I felt like looks were more important than being smart, so mm-hmm. I kind of like hid it because I literally would I would do people's homework <laughs> in really? like elementary school. Yes. I know that. Yes, like cuz I thought I was getting bullied and I wanted people to like me, so I would mm-hmm. like offer to like do their homework or just so I could fit in cuz I really, you know, but I was innocent and I felt like I was just trying to find my way, mm-hmm. but then I've come from a household where my mom's a single mom. She never had a background of her parents telling her they love her. They, she's beautiful. She's smart. No encouragement. So I didn't get any encouragement, but I had this internal motivation that always told me that I don't care about none of y'all who bullying me because when I become older, I'm going to be popping. Like, literally, I would tell myself that. Mm -hmm. Like, so there was some inner confidence. And now I know that it was God, you know, the whole time. But then I didn't know none of that. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking, Mm -hmm. like, 
y'all y'all gonna be sorry <laughs> and which now they are but um yeah so I was just motivating myself through that so when I get to high school I move I'm from Jackson Mississippi which is like small town well it's not super small but it's a small city it's not as big as Atlanta mm-hmm. I moved mm-hmm. here when I went to high school mm-hmm. so it's a whole different speed y'all like I had never I didn't know what sex was until I came to Atlanta like first week <laughs> Like, I was that, like, How sheltered. old were you when you came to I was to 14. 14. I didn't know what sex was. And so I come here, and it's, like, super fast. My friends, my new friends telling me, I've been having sex since 11. I just learned what it was today. I, oh. What? What? So in high school, I started to kind of come into my own because boys started to notice me. Okay. So seniors will come up to me and be like, when you get to be a senior, you're going to be right. <laughs> and I never understood what that meant. Well, I was just about to say, what do they, what, what do you, like, what, what, I'm not right now. Like, right. And then what is there? Is that a right. backhanded compliment, sir? <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, this is interesting. So I end up joining like the dance team. I wasn't like super popular, but people knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And, um, Yeah, so I'm in there. I don't have, like, a boyfriend or anything, but I feel pretty. Like, I love myself. I was a virgin throughout high school, and I'm just, like, I'm feeling myself. I feel like I'm high. They can't hear you. I don't know if that matters. It does. It does matter. (laughs) Hold, please. Thank you for letting us know. Thank thank you for letting us know. Technical difficulties, pause. I'm glad you can see because I can't. They said that they. Sound is horrible. I'm sorry, you guys. Can y'all hear me now? If we don't have technical difficulties, that means. So while Ashley is going away and working on our uh, technical difficulties, we were here for everybody who's still here and can still hear us. We're fixing it. We promise we're fixing it. I don't know if you could read my lips, but we are fixing it. Thank you. Um, Oh. See, what happened was when we were getting ready to do this, um, Ashley was playing some music, so our speaker was connected to the Bluetooth, yes, which is in a different room. <laughs> um, and so it's now, let us know can if you, you can still now? hear us, if it's better. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Comment in the comment section if you can hear let us. Know, you, you, you can see I can't. Yeah, thank <laughs> Yay! You. Thank you. Okay, thank you for letting us know. Thank you for bearing with okay. us. Okay. Thank you. We got that. Okay. Thank Fiction. you, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank I'm you. Sorry it took me so long. Appreciate your honesty. Listen, y'all, <laughs> let me tell you something. If everything goes right, <laughs> unfortunately, that's a sign that this show ain't good. <laughs> but when everything start going wrong, that's a sign to me that it's going to be amazing because right. people need to hear it. And the enemy always trying to throw a monkey wrench in my plan and in my goals. Yes. But for the people who did not hear it on live, mm-hmm. we're recording on here too. So when I put it out on like Spotify, Apple um, podcast and every other podcast, you will be able to hear the beginning. So again, I apologize. Thank you for sticking with me and letting me know. All right. You're the real MVP. I forgot what I was saying. You were talking about self-love. You were 14. Yes. And just in yes. Atlanta. To yes. recap, for those who haven't heard <laughs> or have had issues hearing, we were here uh, and Ashley was giving us the definition of self-love. Uh-uh. They're going to just redo it. And we're and, recording I know, but I'm just giving a breast of what's happening now. Mm. So we now here we are. We're just going to run it back. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. All right. Um, Back to my self-love journey. So high school... I was a virgin throughout high school. Um, I felt great about that. And I had never, I didn't have a boyfriend in high school at all until I lost my virginity this summer going into college. And I lost my virginity to a guy who cheated on me during the summer going into college. So that really depleted myself love because I felt like it was kind of like me feeling like I needed to prove to myself that I could be chosen, if that makes sense. So I started to chase the gratification of getting men to like me. So I started to date a lot. Like I was wilding in college, okay? <laughs> like I jumped out the, the fence. I was just like, woo. So 
my self-love was external, meaning that I was using men to validate me. And if a man validated me and chose me, that told me that I, I, I could love myself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's when it kind of started to spiral because unfortunately growing up, unless we have a, are, are in a household that tells you what self-love is, how to love yourself, um, and just how to be confident, you just get thrown to the wolves and you listen to society and society is mad ghetto. <laughs> If you're listening to society, you, oh God, like it's going to tell you that you shouldn't love yourself because your body don't look like this, or you don't have as much money as this person, or you're not as popular as this person. So you have to know, but because I was super green, it was a blind leading a blind. I did not know. So my self-love, of course, depending on men to validate you and to love yourself, you are in for a major uh, failure and depletion of self-love um, because men <laughs> never cease to disappoint me. So, <laughs> of course, my self-love was depleted by the time I was in, like, my mid-20s. So, I just felt like I found myself always changing my appearance because, and these are signs that your self-love may be a little bit low. I, I found myself always trying to change my appearance to look like the quote-unquote it girls because I felt like if I looked a certain way, dressed a certain way, wore my hair a certain way, then I would be chosen. And you always looked um, good. I know because I chose correctly, but at the same time, it wasn't who I was. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an identity. I was kind of just floating to to like fit in or whatever. And I kept jumping into situations that were not good for my well-being mm-hmm. at all. Like just really disgusting, ugly patterns of dating um really disrespecting myself honestly with the people I was choosing um drinking crazy you know having sex with people who don't deserve to have sex with me (laughs) like just all of these things and one day I stopped and was like Jesus you are not happy you are not happy I am I got tired of myself I'm you I'm tired of you girl (laughs) is what I told myself so from then on, I started, that's when I started studying to get my degree in psychology. And when you get your degree in psychology, you're going to start, you, I mean, you have no choice but to, to get a PhD in yourself because you're going to start asking yourself, yourself questions. questions. And then I got into therapy as well. So that's when I started to develop um, uh, strategies on self-love. So that's a little bit about my journey. But it was an ugly journey because I had to become fully broken in order to be put back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like a whole autobiography, I feel like. It just now. <laughs> you can you can skip around. Uh, um yeah, my I it wasn't that long, but <laughs> um my thing about self journey my my journey to self love rather was it took me a long time to realize that I didn't have it. Um I am different from Ashley on the other side of that coin. I grew up with two parents in the house, very loving parents, still married. Um, father's excellent, had that, you know, position in my life and it was, everything was great. And so I know it sounds so weird to, to, cause everybody's like, Oh, you have like daddy issues. Cause you don't, whatever, whatever. I don't know. That's why people sound like that, but they do in my head. Um, but <laughs> that's what they sound like. <laughs> to I've never seen my parents date. Mm. They were always married. Mm-hmm. People who were in my family, like uncles and aunts and stuff, they were always married. I never saw them dating. They weren't talking about dating. Like, and if there was like a single person, it was just like, oh hey, everybody, this is the family. This is the person I'm dating, and now we're married. So it was always just one person in the marriage or just marriage. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like let's choose or have the conversation to um. This is how you go about choosing a spouse. Because, you know, like, times were different and parents and kids didn't really, like, have those kind of conversations about dating as they openly would now. And so I just always thought whoever I liked, you know, I'm like, I wasn't into this type of guy or this type of guy or whatever, whatever. She was never into bad boys. I was never into bad boys. So I'm sorry. I have to say this because so many (laughs) men, any man watching this, 
I hate that men be like, oh, all women like bad boys. Not every woman goes through that phase. Right. Like, I'm I'm sitting next to one. She never went through that phase. I, so, I did it. And, like, were. I don't like, I didn't like guys who <laughs> smoked. I didn't like guys who were, like, mean or whatever. So when I finally started to, like, in my brain, I guess, like someone mm-hmm. and have them like me and to the point of dating because it just was not on my timeline I, I felt like oh well this is the person i like them they like me so obviously this is the person that i'm going to marry and if they obviously. did not like if we had a falling out because i then didn't realize that they were a trash individual i thought the problem was me yes. because it's like oh well now i need to overcompensate mm. and to do something to make them like me so i need to be more giving of them i need to be more I mean, not giving of them. I need to give myself to them more. I need to uh, find out what they like. I need to basically be all and everything for them. Mind you, it didn't matter if they hurt me, hurt my feelings, disrespected me, didn't care about seeing me, didn't care about my time. I had to go and um, just do whatever I needed to do in order to keep them because it was like, this has to work. Mm-hmm. My parents are still married and they worked. Mind you, I did not have a conversation with my parents about how they got together and <laughs> figure out all of this stuff. And then blind leading the blind. Blind leading the blind. So <laughs> that ended cold. up. And and the funny part about it is, is that it was just a situationship. It never actually turned into me being their girlfriend. The words, will you be my girlfriend? You are my girlfriend. Never wow. actually physically came out of their mouth. I wow. never had a boyfriend. Wow. Um, yeah, so it was all I'm situationships. Saying, I'm saying wow because we are in a culture that will literally give their all to a person they're not with. Yeah. And I feel like so many people have experienced that. And I'm saying, wow, because I know you're connecting. Like, you're hitting someone right in their heart right now. I'm telling you, like, listen, <laughs> this is the moment that you came for. I know you're having technical difficulties, but this is the moment that you came for. <laughs> if you don't know that you are in a situationship, here are the signs to let you know. Okay? Stay with me. I have been in plenty of them. I am about to free you on today. Let's do it. So, if you and the person that Look you... Here. Here. <laughs> if you and the person that you like or are talking to have spent multiple times, we'll say from at least like two weeks to any other time beside that, you talk all the time, mm-hmm. you express interest in one another, you like, hey, want to hang out with the movies? Hey, want to do this? Hey, want to do that? Hey, want to do that? You're constantly making the effort to include them in your life, to make plans in your life, but you have never said, had never had the conversation, what are we? You're in a situation chip. If the answer is met with, you know, I'm just trying to figure out where this <laughs> where this leads. I just, you know, I don't want to put labels on nothing. I just want to vibe. I just want to flow. I just want to see where this thing goes. Yes, they will have, they will be in here rhyming to you, okay? It's happened to me. It's more the way. Because that's how it sounds. So if you or any had heard anything like that, you're in a situation where they're like, no, I don't want to lose you. You're special to me. There's no one like you. You don't know how awesome of a woman that you are. And that is true. You are an awesome woman. They will not treat you like it, but they recognize that you are awesome. Okay? And like, you're just awesome, you know? And I love your energy and your vibe. You know, I, I never met anyone like you before. That's it. That's 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 the that's red the flag. That's Where's the my red flag? This is me waving my red flag. <laughs> And never met someone like you. And that is also true, but they were not going to treat you like that. So all of this thing in a situationship is that they want all of your time and energy and effort. They are not going to give you nothing, anything. No title. They might nothing. once every four weeks pop up to make you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm still interested in you. Oh, yeah, you still got my attention. Oh, yeah, I still. But if you're like, hey, how about we go here? No, nah, I can't. I got to, like, lace up my shoes. Uh, Hey, how about we go out to dinner? No, nah, I can't. Like, I got to mop the parking lot. I got to mop the parking lot. <laughs> it's up to me. Like, you think these streets going to get clean because it ain't? No. These are signs to let you know that you're in a situation ship. And some of the times, like for myself, it will last years. You know, and that doesn't mean that your feelings aren't real. It doesn't mean that you haven't invested emotional time into that person. It just means they don't care about you enough to be committed to you. And they have one foot outside of the door, technically like a foot and a half outside of the door because they're not trying to put work in for you, for you. They will do it for somebody else. So if you're in a situation for two years and then y'all 
finally end it and he's in another relationship two hours from now, it's with you. Two, two hours? Two hours to a day. But I do want I, I do want to give some clarity because um, a lot of women feel like they can be a great person, like kind of like I can earn him. I can work hard enough for him to see me. If he don't see you in the beginning as you are right now, when you bring yourself to the relationship, Mm -hmm. he's never going to see you. He's never going to see it. And that's in a roundabout show. The answer to my question, because I have done all of those things, have given all of myself to men who didn't deserve it, who saw that I was great woman potential, wifey potential. I am those things. They just were not going to be what I needed. They were going to be what you needed, but also we have to understand what meant <laughs> a lot of people, men, I, I say men, a lot of people be like, why you don't say women? Baby, my blog is called Single Woman Chronicles. My audience is women. If It's in the name. So that's why I talk <laughs> about men because I've been here yeah. and I get it and I'm trying to free you because if I can free you out of something that I know is unhealthy for you, then we can start to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. Then we can start to build self-worth. Mm-hmm. Then we can start to build a sense of self. Then we can start to build happiness. Yes. Right? So a lot of the times, women, we question ourselves when in reality, men will say they want one thing, but really they don't. But mm-hmm. they're unaware of what they actually want. So, in theory, me, Ashley, I am this wonderful, great person, but I require effort and I require a lot of discipline because I am celibate, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not having sex with you, Mm -hmm. all right? So, in theory, it sounds great to date me until you get horny and I'm not giving you what you need, so you no longer want to date me because I'm not giving you what you said you wanted in the beginning. And they will test you. That is not a me thing. That's a you thing. I told you up front. <laughs> and that's the thing that you have to realize when people say I'm I'm not going to have sex and they're like guys will sometimes be like and I'm speaking from the examples that I know men men they're like oh okay yeah that's cool yeah. i don't know why guys sound like this but lame dudes just sound like so this in my head. Yeah that's cool yeah i'm da- like uh, that's cool I, yeah i respect that come 2 weeks 2 months and y'all still in this thing, and he realizes, oh, you were serious about that? Yeah. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't, yeah. You weren't kidding? But even aside from sex and celibacy, if you're not that, and that is okay, because again, the reason I chose it was because I had an unhealthy relationship with sex. Some people have a healthy relationship. But say, for example, you're the type of woman, you're like, I'm not dealing with cheating. Cheating is a deal breaker for me. That's a non negotiable. If you're dating a man who says, oh, that's cool, I don't cheat, but he looks at cheating as just physical sex, but all the while he's entertaining women, he's flirting, he's going out on dates with women, but his excuse is... Texting, DM. Right, his excuse is, oh, well, I ain't had sex, so I didn't cheat on you. What? He will actually flip it on you and make you feel like you did something wrong because... Or make you feel like the crazy person. Right, the crazy person when he's going to pick another woman who's more accepting of that behavior because it's harder to be with you because you require something more. You require effort. You require him to be faithful. You require him to do the work. Somebody said, but (laughs) I never picked a compatible person. Listen, let me tell you something. Me either, okay? (laughs) Nor have I. Listen, listen. This there's a TikTok and this girl she gets me. I felt seen. She said I always very carefully pick the wrong nigga. Listen, me too, sis. <laughs> me too. But we'll get back to that. I want to do great. I want to do another uh another episode about unlearning your type because I feel like a lot of times Ooh. the reason we don't pick compatible partners because we have this twisted type that we developed. Because we thought that's what we wanted and needed, but in actuality, it's not. I'm laughing because so, I had a trash type. Your type. Your type is like. Was. My type was. Your type was like. Um, we'll get into that next time. Save, it's save like, some for the people. Save some for the people. It's like tofu dipped and um, Miracle Whip. <laughs> With like tar on top. Yeah. My type was worse. My type was like. Um, oh, God. If you. Step in dog poop, and then you dip your foot in sewer water, and you lift it up, 
and then it dries and it dries while still on your foot yeah that's yeah that's actually you you go get in the bed with that and you lay there that was my type yeah (laughs) she's no life told (laughs) so yeah but back back to self-love we done jumped in a whole nother (laughs) range but yeah, pick, go, nope, stop, stop looking at them questions. Go, 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 back to your self-love journey. So, um, you, so like you, I was saying, so, uh, um, you realizing, were investing, overcompensating. I was investing, men. overcompensating, and um, they were always coming out with the same result. I would be drained, emotional, heartbroken at the fact that I, another year went around and I didn't have a boyfriend. Mm. Another year went around, I didn't have... Um, anyone to celebrate or really care or like want to be in a relationship with me and even though that they were different individuals they all ended up being the same and I was like at some point I had to realize what the common denominator was and that was me Ooh, self-awareness big part of self-love we're gonna get tips we're gonna get tips we're gonna go there we're going um (laughs) and so I um longer story short uh eventually came around to therapy how and why is for a different episode i came around to therapy which i love honestly i know everybody doesn't have the access to therapy but everybody needs therapy everybody honestly now you have options like better help but that's what i'm saying therapy is 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 somebody telling them to sponsor books therapy is a therapist therapy is amazing is blogs is is journaling journaling Mm -hmm. is youtube you know different sermons like that's still therapy for their soul it doesn't actually mean having to go into a doctor's office and talk to somebody i would suggest (laughs) i I love it that's my journey but there are different ways and different um things to access how to be healthier and while I was in therapy, just realizing all the things that happened is that I didn't think that I had any value. Mm. I, I was great. I was beautiful, you know, checked all the boxes. I was like, yeah, I come from a great family. Yes, I'm educated and I speak well and da 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 da. But I just didn't think that I was deserving of like people that I wanted, you know, like I just thought I should be accept I should accept whatever came my way and uh, we're really work towards that and that was not the case and so therapy helped me to raise the bar within my own self to realize the issues that I had my picking issues Mm -hmm. um because lord knows I can pick them wrong very careful (laughs) (laughs) I used to pick them very wrong I have since moved on and evolved praise god but to realize that and so now in my self-love journey it is about wholeness it is about wellness it is about being complete for myself that means introspection that means how do I analyze that means how do I communicate how do I communicate that somebody has hurt me and I don't like that how do I communicate boundaries because that's a part of self-love too is setting up boundaries no you're not going to be able to treat me like this no you're not going to be able to talk to me like this where in the past I used to do that and I felt that way and accepted it or just hoarded it all inside. I don't know if hoarded it is a word, whatever. Or um, <laughs> just kept it all inside and just was like this ticking time bomb that wanted to explode. And that doesn't serve anybody any purpose at all. Because then you're still taking that with you, whether you're in a relationship mm-hmm. or not. And you're still going to keep that in you as a single person regardless. So I had to learn how to talk to myself, forgive myself mm-hmm. of what I did know Listen. and didn't do better, of what I did know and forgive. or what I didn't know. Did know, did know, forgive myself regardless. Both of them. Uh, both of them, honestly. <laughs> both of them. Because sometimes we know better, but we still choose you to still choose the not opposite because of comfort. Right. And, yeah. um, and default reaction. <laughs> and denial. Um, <laughs> and denial is a big one. Let's, let's talk about it. There's a big one. Yes, I know I saw red flags, but maybe they're like it was six flags. You know, like a magenta kind of color. It they're not red flags. per se. You know, that's flags. what I'm saying. I'm at a football game. <laughs> red flags everywhere. Um, so that was really important to me. I hope this is making sense. That is just learning about me as a person, and I feel like self love happened when I forgave myself and admitted a lot of things to myself and became aware of myself and wanted better for myself and started choosing better for myself and also stayed with myself a little bit you know like 
let's spend some time with Brittany and just yeah, I didn't, I didn't figure that out. <laughs> the tips, because we're going to get to the tips. But I That's my story. Wanna, I do want to ask you, because mm-hmm. it sounds like, I just had an epiphany. It sounds like the, the check engine light on our self-love was attached to me, mm-hmm. meaning that it took us to get rock bottom in a relationship for us to say, hmm, maybe I don't like myself. Maybe I, maybe I don't love myself. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, it sounds That's not that everyone's way. check engine light. Right. But that was kind of mm-hmm. what it sounds like. When was the moment when you were like, yeah, I can't. Um, I know I don't. I something happened to me that brought me to therapy mm-hmm. and I was like if I don't go to therapy I don't know who I'm I don't know what where I'm gonna end up and mm-hmm. I mean that like mentally physically I don't mm-hmm. know what there was a darkness that was coming for me mm-hmm. if I didn't figure that out and I would not I probably physically wouldn't be here or spiritually be here mm-hmm. or mentally be the person that mm-hmm. I am today um so I can't really say like physically what was the moment it was just like after you get knocked down so many times i I, I tired yes but i mean and that sounds so like general Mm -hmm. but it's just like my soul can't anymore Mm. and a lot of things happen on the other side when your soul can't because then you invite a whole different party of demons to come hang out with you and i was like my soul can't Mm. and if i don't get help i don't know where who i'm gonna be that's beautiful um because that's a crossroad because a lot of people okay <laughs> it's right. end of the road not crossroads. crossroads there it cross. is because <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of people when they get to that point they don't choose self-love a lot of them choose drugs they choose or other drinking vices. they choose sex they choose to marry somebody to thinking that that's going to be the cure to happiness. Mm-hmm. They choose all these external things trying to build a self-love, but the key to self-love is self. Self. If right. you can't love yourself by yourself, then it ain't self-love. So what was the hardest part of your self-love journey? Well, you go first. I'm first go, last time. I was gonna say I'm gonna go first. Um, because my validation was, and my self love meter was measured by men and their attention. Cutting myself off from dating, a hundred percent cold turkey, was the hardest thing for me. To be a hundred percent single, like I reached YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh God. Look at this. <laughs> just so many technical difficulties but i reached a level of <laughs> i have reached a level of single that many people may never accomplish <laughs> meaning that 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 level of single where you ain't got nobody hitting your phone you ain't got nobody in your phone to text to holler i've at been you, there before you morning. i'm not talking about you oh, okay i'm talking about me because that was my thing <laughs> that was my thing like if i felt down if i felt unhappy i would text the guy and be like hey what's up show (laughs) like so the hardest most uncomfortable part for me was disengaging and fighting through that because i it's hard to remember because it's been such a long like I'm, i'm on the other end like i'm on the heel side um but i i do recall moments where i would sit by myself but I was so unhappy and I had so much anxiety just sitting alone and being by myself that I would have to go take a drive or I would have to take a walk with my dog. I would just sit and cry for like hours because it was so excruciating being by myself. Just being alone. It was hard. But I knew that for my own well-being, I had to develop the muscle to be by myself because if I didn't, I would never establish the self-love needed Mm -hmm. in order to be in a healthy and a happy relationship. Mm -hmm. So that was the hardest part for me, just being alone, learning how to be by myself, 
God, <laughs> that was hard. Let me tell you something. I am the complete opposite of Ashley, okay? She is. She's I love alone. being by myself. I She's prefer alone. it. It is my first choice, it. okay? She being is. alone, I love this. She, she's an introverted. Quarantine <laughs> was good to me. What? No, I don't have no place to be. Y'all sending me checks at the house? <laughs> oh, this is nice. What? Me and nobody were getting along fabulously. <laughs> nobody. It was great. I loved it even in therapy you know they talk about you know be by yourself and just sit with yourself say it i can say it i'm saying that i I loved it it was great but i'm saying that for people who are like no because my thing was like i had a issue of perfectionism Mm. and it was like oh well i don't drink and oh well Mm. i don't smoke or i don't go out and i don't do this Mm. and i didn't present that as like i'm better to you whoever that was but in my mind my psyche was just like well yeah i don't do that i don't do that i don't do that i don't do that but i'm still in the same position as you are i'm Mm. still in the same like hurt desperate depraved place that you are (laughs) and so I don't want people to think that like oh well I don't have a problem like sitting by myself that's not me that's not that's not my issue that's cool that's that's fine she preaches so good (laughs) but my biggest issue was like this is cyclical like the going through the cycle of healing and growing is like we we doing this again I'm sad again can I just we did that already we did that already. Why, why, why? Here's the thing. If I'm sad and I get better, why am I sad again? <laughs> I should be sad and better and that's it. That's the end of the sentence. Period. That's what this, you know what I'm saying? Why, why do I have to go through these cycles going in circles? Like, like Marcus Houston. Like Marcus Houston. <laughs> what are we doing? I'm not about to, for what? And so, what and, and so every time I thought that like I was sad and I got better, I was like, yeah, I'm better. And then something else came under that I would start beating myself up like dang I'm just no good dang I can't get better dang Mm. I can't I'll never get through this I'll never be better no one's ever gonna love me I'm never gonna be in a relationship I'm not good I'm I'm not as good as I thought I was I'm maybe you know I deserve to be by myself and to be alone and Mm. and all this other stuff so I had a really bad way of speaking to myself Mm. in my mind I had a very 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 big negative top I was good for you don't understand telling somebody who was trying to you know (laughs) trying to sympathize with me because like see how we were talking to Ashley was like oh I don't do this or whatever whatever so I say well you know I don't date a lot or I don't text guys a lot or I don't do this a lot meaning and then she's like oh but I get the fact of trying to grow no you don't understand y'all listen we real best friends (laughs) you don't understand that statement almost ended our friendship (laughs) she gonna hit me with a what you don't understand one more again (laughs) it was gonna be like that gift lie again (laughs) lie again (laughs) lie again so that was so that was the thing for me is just learning how to give myself grace to feel how I feel and move through it and be okay Mm -hmm. learning how to understand that feeling my therapist said that feeling um even if you feel negative emotions that doesn't mean it's a bad thing Mm. you can acknowledge them and you can accept them you just don't stay there and I think that was my problem Mm -hmm. is like if I'm feeling something bad something has to be wrong and it's Mm. it's worse and I should be over this by now and it's just getting in the way blah 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 and so that would just make it worse and so that's just gonna affect how I if it's starting with me and that's the way I'm thinking in my mind, that's going to affect the relationships that I carry on with anybody else, mm-hmm. with my friendships and my family relationships and romantic relationships. I'm just like, oh, gosh, like you're great. And I'm having a bad feeling. So it must be something that I'm doing mm-hmm. and I, and all of that. So I think the hardest part for me was just going through this cycle and healing a journey and understanding it along the way. Because oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Because that's why self-love is ugly, because it's never ending. People always talk about obtaining, but maintaining is just as hard as obtaining. Mm -hmm. When you get here, you have to maintain it. When you get to a level of self-love and you're like, woo, I'm here. Something in your life going to come and test you. Then Mm -hmm. something else going to come test you. Then you're going to have a bad day. And then, you know, you're going to have those feelings where you, like she said, you're going to feel like, we aren't done. I'm not part like the thing is in life, you're going to be growing forever. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's no, 
arrival. For sure. <laughs> like, there's literally no arrival. And so what she's, at... like, also maintaining, <laughs> I think it's important to say maintaining at different levels. Mm-hmm. Because when you get to the point where you've, like, okay, you because now you're, like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. I can sit by myself. I can enjoy it. Me. I can sure. go through my cycles and or yeah. have a bad day and realize it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I'm maintaining that. But then also, when you conquer that, there's going to be another, another level hurdle. to go through and to be on top of so it's not like i'm just maintaining at level a Mm -mm. and the rest of my life till the end of my life (laughs) is going to be level a it's like cool we conquered level a we got through that here comes level b and level b plus and then level c (laughs) plus and then squared and then level d plus minus squared to the third power and all all those other things you know find the root of f you know so So there's always that and learning that at different levels. And that's what self-love is, is Mm -hmm. taking yourself on to those levels and taking yourself on to those, to that journny Mm -hmm. consistently and throughout. Yeah. Cause you be wanting to quit. It's it's moments where you're like, bruh, I've conquered all this. I'm not there yet. Why? I don't even want to be a better person no more. Uh, (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. Today, we're not being better. Today, we petty. Today, we choose petty. Right. Tomorrow, I choose better. Listen, I know they said (laughs) if you had face as a mustard seed, and a mustard Mm -hmm. seed is like tiny, 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 like that big. I was like, I got half of it today. No, I be saying, I got the face of an eyelash today. Work with an eyelash. Work with this lash. Oh, sometimes it's half a lash. Something. Some days, it's just like, I got half Uh -uh. a lash. Half Mm-mm. a mustard seed. I know it's small, uh, but it's uh, smaller. Uh, and not, not even like, I don't know how I feel today. Don't ask me about the day. Ask me in an hour how I feel. Are <laughs> we just going to get to the next hour and we'll start over again and we'll try something different. But Mm-mm. So <laughs> I do want to kick off. Well, Brittany said a few, but I wanted to just give you tips on cultivating self-love in yourself. Today, you can start doing this rant and off, like rant and off with a the therapist without one. I always suggest one because... Um, a lot of people think that therapy is just you venting your feelings, but no, therapists give you a strategy, a plan of action, so you can actually um, move towards your goals. Mm-hmm. So, and they can dig up things, and they can see things you don't see. I also wanted to jump on that. I saw this cartoon clip that explained therapy in the most perfect way. I feel like. And it was this person sitting on a couch and there was like a thought bubble above their head and it had like a yellow piece of yarn, Mm -hmm. a blue piece of yarn and a red piece of yarn. And the yarn was all like tangled up into colors. And then over the therapist's head was the same box with the same yarn colors and it just made them line out in like each thought. So like while we have all these jumbling things in our mind and the therapist just kind of like lays them out. So you can see like some of your issues really aren't self-inflicted or some of the things that you go through really are uh, well-deserving. It's just people making you feel like you're crazy and you have every right to feel how you feel. And like we said, therapy isn't just talking to somebody. It is books, it is sermons, it is blog posts. It is a healthy uh, way of figuring out things because YouTube has plenty of stuff. Google. Free. Free, free, free. free. So tip number one, um, Brittany mentioned it, is awareness. Awareness is so necessary. Just being able to identify your triggers, your Mm. sadness, your agitation, and identify like what replenishes you, what makes you feel drained. Um, And the best way to do that is journaling. Like Mm -hmm. literally getting a journal and when you have moments where you feel drained, where you feel your confidence is lacking, where you just feel like, I can't do it today. I'm not motivated. Like, ask yourself, what is this? What happened? What did I watch on TV? What conversations did I have? Mm. Who was I around? What made me feel this way? Document those things. And then once you start documenting them, you'll start to notice patterns. Like, okay, I realize when I do this, then this happens. So for me, for example, um, I'm, I'm a like workaholic a little bit. So, um, I, I'm a multitasker at like, I have to multitask or like life isn't meaningful. So like when I'm exhausted, I can't make emotional decisions because I, I will feel drained and I will feel overwhelmed and overworked and I'll spaz and I'll overanalyze things. I'll overthink things. So I know that about myself. So when I'm overworked or when I'm tired, I'll say, you know, Ash, you feel emotional because you're tired. Mm-hmm. You just need naps. <laughs> you just need some naps. Jesus so I know that, exactly on the boat. So I know that when that happens, I need to just take a moment. So that's what I mean by identifying your triggers. And so 
when you keep this self-love journey, the stuff that makes you feel replenished. For me, just sitting down and watching, I love TV shows and whatever, like sitting down and just sitting, chilling, just sitting down, literally. <laughs> like if I just get a day off and replenish, I'm straight. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. And like being able to just go out and just, you know, go to a movie or something like that or a taco Tuesday. That's, that's, that's me. I'm all in. So yeah. Um, tip number two is, I mean, pretty self-explanatory, but eliminate the things that interrupt your happiness and increase the things that bring you happiness. So if the person, place, or thing <laughs> is interrupting your happiness and causing a monkey wrench in your self-love and your well-being, then you need to identify that or limit communication with that or just eliminate that thing fully. And the thing that you find that, okay, this brings me happiness and joy, increase that. Or also set boundaries with those things. Because yeah. sometimes, mm, sometimes I, I mean, I'm good for like, okay, I no longer need that person in my life. But that's not good to just cut everybody out. <laughs> is it? But it isn't. <laughs> this is coming from me, okay? Um, but also to learn like sometimes, even in our relationship, oh, yeah. to have a conversation of like, setting boundaries mm -hmm. like that's who i was but i'm no longer this mm -hmm. person i would respect it if you did x y and z or um how can i best serve you, serve I got you? you. Yeah, um because sometimes it's not about cutting out the person sometimes it is because i know y'all we want to hold on to them toxic relationships <laughs> we're gonna get on that later right. but wanting to establish boundaries yes. with how people speak to you treat you and also how you do it back to them because <laughs> yes. you know if you don't Too tell somebody shit. don't yell at me but you yelling yeah, at them too. don't yell you at don't me you know like just calm down i'm not gonna stay here if you're yelling at me we could talk about this later i'm gonna need a minute something else and then go away come back keep peaceful so that's that's also a part of it sometimes it's not the elimination it's just setting boundaries and a good example of a boundary is um in our relationship, as you can see from this podcast, we are very different. We are opposite, like, in a lot of things. I don't know how we're friends. Upbringing, <laughs> how we act. She's an introvert. I'm, I'm really like an omnivert, but I'm more extroverted than that. But I do need my time alone to, like, replenish. That's why I leave parties first. But <laughs> I feel like that you've gotten more introvert I've as you got older because when we older. first met she oh was... i was out here i was out here in these streets i was the party chick queen but, extrovert um, <laughs> but one great way we set boundaries was um i feel like we all have defaults on how we um give our friends advice but sometimes your friend don't want advice they just want you to listen so a great thing that we do in our friendship is when one like say she tells me something before i respond i'm going to ask what do you need from me do you need me to just be a support. Do you need me to give you advice or do you need, just need me to listen? Because that is so important because like she said, you don't have to cut everybody off. Some people are important, but if you're not, people can't read your mind. You mm -hmm. got to tell them what you need. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of needs aren't being met. Not necessarily because people don't want to meet them, but people don't know how to meet them. Mm -hmm. You have to tell them. So mm -hmm. yes, boundaries is great. Three, affirm yourself by writing affirmations and replacing negative thoughts with positive ones. So one of my biggest things was um, because I struggled with abandonment issues from my dad leaving, I used to always tell myself, she can attest to this, that I'm going to die alone. And I would make a joke out of it, but oh I gosh. honestly believe that. So now when that thought comes in my head, I say, you're not dying alone. You're going to get somebody's son and somebody's son going to like it, like my hat say. And, <laughs> and period. Also, shameless plug, hats are available for pre-order right now. They say somebody's son going to like it because, duh. But anyway, yeah, so I replaced that negative thought with a positive thought because in order to reframe your brain and reframe your thoughts, you have to um, retrain it to think another thing because your thoughts if you let them just do what they do they're gonna do what they do they're gonna do the default so if you are a negative thinker you have to replace that that thought with a good one they're gonna do what like, they do and ruin you exactly if your thought in your head you like i'm fat and i'm unattractive you gotta be like no you're the baddest shit walking this earth and you mm -hmm. might be flawed but that booty big though <laughs> like <laughs> so you have to replace those negative thoughts with positive ones and Number four is challenge yourself to fall in love with your flaws. Ooh. We all have things we don't like about ourselves. That's, I think um, that's where I'm at right now. 
See, isn't it beautiful? It is. So, um, me growing up, I've always uh, been shaped with a, a part of the itty bitty titty committee. And so I used to like think about getting like a boob job and like just like really doing that because I was just so insecure about my breasts. But then once I started, when I got in my late 20s, I started to like really look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, although I don't like my small boobs, like there's nothing wrong with them. Like it's not wrong with people who get plastic surgery at all. Like do what you want that's going to make you happy. But I know for me, I wanted to fall in love with that thing that I felt was a flaw to me. So I'm looking in the mirror like, listen, we cool because I learned to embrace the thing that was great about them. The fact that I don't have to wear bras. <laughs> I don't like bras. If I had big boobs, I would have to wear bras. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I learned to fall in love with that um thing because it was like, okay, that's, that's cool. That's not bad. We good. We good. So, yeah. I know a lot of the things for women is usually, it's not always a usually, but a big part of it is physical appearance um and your body knows the energy that you're putting out that comes from me too i grew up and i was like bigger and chunky and i held on to that energy till probably maybe like a couple of months ago i was gonna say two weeks ago. i was gonna say two weeks too <laughs> but i was like let me not um <laughs> and so i mean even at the point where i was my smallest i she, mean i'm talking she about was a lollipop she I was skinny and her hair was real big like four she was days over. a week at crossfit for like two years four days a week at crossfit anybody who's done like one class of crossfit know that that's insane um and i was tiny and looking back on pictures then i was tiny i was almost fitting into uh, i was like on the border of a size four size two i am not that now but um when i was in the other size but even at a four and a size two which i had never been in my life before the smallest i've ever been even in high school, I was never that size. I was always, you know, bigger. I was like, I, I couldn't see myself different. I still mm-hmm. saw myself through the lens of something else. And I wondered at, at a time if I had body dysmorphia. And that's where you just see your body image in a different way in your mind. And I would speak so negatively mm-hmm. about it. I had so many health problems that were attached to my mind. No, not psychosis. No, not like needing to be lobotomized or anything like that. But just how you speak to yourself, how you speak to your body. Y'all can body. Google lobotomize because she would be throwing <laughs> words out. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? I really be needing to be around her. It'd be crazy. Um, keep going. And so, like, it's, it's not... It, and it wasn't until, like, I realized the source of why I was speaking to myself negatively that I addressed it and forgave myself and started to accept and speak love into myself. It was like, regardless of whatever shape, regardless of whatever my body is, I'm going to love her. Even if I have to love her in faith, I'm going to say I love you and I appreciate you for getting me here and for surviving and being at the place where we are. And because this is the body that I'm going to have mm-hmm. till I am called to glory Mm -hmm. many decades from now Mm -hmm. and this is what's going to be taking me to my journey through my success through my my life and i have to treat her with love and respect and so that changed a lot for me and i think changed a lot about my personality too when i started doing it amazing beautiful beautiful um last thing i i forgot to mention your circle is very important your circle is very, very important. I don't know if y'all, I'm not going to put no spoilers, uh, spoilers out there, but y'all better watch the the, um, the show True Story on Netflix with Kevin Hart mm-hmm. and Wesley because your circle is very important. But your circle is important because if you have friends or people around you who do like little backhanded compliments or who like, if you're trying to change, say you're trying not to go out mu- as much as you used to, if you're trying not to date, but they're steady bringing you out steady putting you in an environment where you're trying to avoid you're not going to be able to do that you need people around you who support your mission even if they're not physically doing the mission with you but they're holding you accountable they're checking in they're creating a safe space for you to come to their events like if they got drinks at the party they're like oh here's a sparkling cider so you feel included like you don't want nobody handing you a shot when you're like i'm not trying to drink no more you don't want nobody um bringing you around dudes when you're telling them I'm not trying to date what you're doing, you know what I mean? So your circle is so freaking important. So surround yourself with people who support you, who love you because genuinely. Yeah. Cause really 
you know, sometimes you can have those people who they can be praying for you on the side. They can be rooting for you so hard that you start loving yourself just off the love they got for you. <laughs> like That love is like, you like, dang, they love me more than I love me. Something wrong with that. <laughs> Something is wrong with that. But also there's a point in time because we all go through it where mm-hmm. we do reach rock bottom, where yes. we do go through things where you're like, I can't, yes. either I can't pray for myself, I can't think positively about myself, mm-hmm. I forgot every great amazing thing I'm capable of I or did. have done. And your friends come in or your, your people come in, they're like, don't you realize that you like, you fine. You, right, you, fine. you did this, you did that, you have this ability, you have that ability, they're pouring into you and speaking life into you when you are drained and when you can't and when you forgot yourself because mm-hmm. I mean that's it just keep living if you've never gone through it keep living it'll <laughs> happen I'm not trying to speak this into your life okay. I'm just saying life be life and and it will find you and you'll understand this and in like, good oh, time this is what they're gonna talk about right this oh, podcast is gonna end is gonna <laughs> end so great it's gonna age so great yeah. um but it's, it's just evergreen. evergreen and so it's just also important to know how to have those people speak in a positive way. And so if you have people right now that when you're good and when you're thriving, they're still like, oh, you think you're somebody now. Oh, I don't really know you. Oh, you brand new now. Oh, uh, this is my favorite one. How your little project doing? Your little anything. My little what? Ooh, my little what? That is the biggest pet peeve. When people do that little thing, boy, I be wanting to fight. <laughs> like, High key shows okay. you who they are and what oh, they think oh, about oh, your project. okay. Won't tell you nothing. Won't invite you nowhere. Uh-uh. We good. We good. We good. <laughs> definitely you, you block you block definitely so, <laughs> so it's um very important to to pay attention to that yes well that is it on um self-love is ugly um unfortunately tiktok my phone is going dead so um <laughs> we're gonna do another podcast right after this um we're gonna double up but i don't know if i'm gonna be able to be live for that but we're gonna see we're going to see. Thanks for uh, having me, TikTok. This is my first time being on live and on TikTok. And her first time being on this. And this here, too. This, this here thing. But, all right, we're transitioning. Bye.